the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Tom Moeller. This is Colorado Issues. And with me is Dana Smith from Phoenix Multisport. And to introduce Dana is Mark McIntosh from A Stronger Chord. Well, I tell you, Tom, and it's my pleasure to introduce Dana. Dana and I have known each other for about a year. And A Stronger Chord, we have a Wednesday afternoon workout down at Phoenix Multisports. And uh, Dana and I met. She had just moved to town. And she joined A Stronger Chord for a workout, if I recall correctly, at Phoenix. And then, um, given her story that she's going to share and the the spirit of Phoenix, she quickly became a part of the Phoenix family and is threatening to take over Scott Strode, the founder's job. <laughs> she is a go-getter that has just got an amazing story, an amazing spirit. And uh, she's also with child right now, getting ready to have her first child. And we just welcome you to Colorado Issues. And I can't wait for our, our listeners out there to hear your personal story and the wonderful story of Phoenix Multisport, which that's really, and I've told this story a million times, but a stronger chord really got started through its relationship with Phoenix Multisport because we wanted to start working out uh, the guys who are in the Denver Rescue Mission's New Life program, but there's no place to work them out down there at the uh, Lawrence Street shelter. And one of my buddies said, well, have you ever heard of Phoenix Multisport? And I said, no, because I think they got a gym, and it's three blocks from the Denver Rescue Mission. So we started running the guys up there and began what has been a beautiful relationship with Phoenix Multisport. Great. Welcome, Dana. Welcome. Thank you guys so much for having me. It really is an honor to be here. Um, I certainly am ambitious, um, but I, I'm not sure if I could fill Scott Strode's uh, yeah. shoes. <laughs> Scott, don't worry. She's not trying to. No, um, but in all seriousness, I'm so grateful for the organization. I'm so grateful for everything that Scott Strode has done in this community and nationwide. Um, and it's just been an honor to be a part of not only Phoenix Multisport, but also to be able to partner with a stronger cord and to be able to give back, you know, to that population in particular. That's the reason I moved to Colorado and it's the reason I got involved with Phoenix Multisport. So to be able to start that so early in my transition moving here and be able to continue it today really just has been such a pleasure. So a little bit about my story and about my background and what brought me here. I was born and raised in the Chicago suburbs, and I I grew up with opportunities. Um, I had a great, supportive, loving family, and I started using substances when I was young, junior high school. The, the substances escalated, you know, marijuana, hallucinogenics, various substances throughout my adolescence and young adult years. I started using heroin when I was 17, and I used heroin for eight years pretty much consistently, and, and really all the things that came along with it, all of the tragedies that, that, that we're seeing right now on the news with the opioid epidemic, 
That was all my experience. I mean, the the gritty details, I think people already know. You know, it's everything that comes with it. I abandoned my family. I was homeless. I was living on the streets at 20 years old. I was living in the projects on the south side of Chicago. Um, you know, I, I just, I didn't see a way out. I didn't, there was so much hopelessness and so much isolation and I really had just resigned myself to believing that that was my life, that that was my destiny, that I would just be there forever until that drug took me. And in 2009, I was driving under the influence. I, sorry, this is the difficult part that, that's still eight years later. It, it's tough to talk about. Um, I was driving under the influence on July 9th, 2009. And I fell asleep behind the wheel. I crossed the center line, and I hit a man who was coming toward me on a motorcycle. I took that man's life, and he was in his 40s, had been married for 20 years, and had a 15-year-old daughter. And that day changed everything for me. I could no longer say that I, was, I wasn't hurting anyone, that I was only hurting myself with my addiction, now it was really at at the forefront of everything that I knew that I had affected an entire family. I had taken a person's life, and I I could never give that back. You can never make amends for something like that. You can never make it better. Um, I was after my car accident. I was sentenced to prison, and I spent five years in the Illinois Department of Corrections. While I was there, I knew that. Although I couldn't give back what I took from that family and I could never make it right, I knew that I needed to change my life and I knew that I needed to do something different. And I knew that the only thing that I could do was to help other people and to find some way to give back. And in my early in my recovery journey, health and fitness really became a part of that. It became a part of, of keeping me stable and helping me to maintain my sobriety. So while I was incarcerated, I started this kind of structured discipline for myself where, you know, I had a routine every day and I had never had that before. I was a pretty reckless and out of control adolescent. I hadn't held a full-time job, not anything serious. Um, I, I had been in and out of school. I hadn't really completed much. And so I used the time that I was incarcerated Again, with the opportunities that my family was able to provide, I was able to complete my bachelor's degree while I was incarcerated. I was able to get a personal training certificate. I started working out on the prison yard. I started meditating. I became a, a big part of a 12-step group within the prison. And all of those things really helped to build the foundation for my sobriety. But a lot of it I was doing on my own. There was still a lot of isolation within the correctional system. I was working out in the prison yard and health and fitness was becoming so important to me, but I was doing that by myself. And one day I came in from the prison yard and I had done a particularly tough workout and I'm sitting on my prison bunk and I was I was watching my little clear plastic TV and I saw Scott Strode on CNN Heroes and he was being awarded, you know, as a community activist by Anderson Cooper. And I, I saw him and this recording that he had done in the gym in Denver, the Phoenix Multisport chapter there. 
and people are boxing in the background and it's this like lively environment and everyone was sober and here Scott Strode is on CNN talking about this community and this social connection and the importance of social connection in recovery. And when I saw that, I just knew I needed to go there and I needed to be a part of that organization. And, of course, it didn't happen overnight. I still had a couple years left on my prison sentence, and I still needed to go home to Chicago to complete my parole. But as soon as I finished my parole, you know, I was I was determined to come out here, and I, I started contacting Scott Strode and his deputy executive director, Jackie Helios, who works Wore out, out of, their doorstep. <laughs> yes, I really did. Um, and in all fairness, they didn't hire me because my, my resume doesn't exactly reflect what I'm capable of. <laughs> I had a five-year job gap. Um, but, you know, I moved out here to be a volunteer, and eventually they hired me, and now I'm working as the director of the Colorado Chapters in programs and partnerships. And like I said, you know, it really has just been an honor to be involved with the organization, to be able to partner with um, groups like A Stronger Cord. I, I realize that, you know, coming from the health and wellness industry, which is where my background is, I loved personal training. I loved working in the gym. I loved working with clients. But I knew that it wasn't the right population for me. I needed to be working with people who are struggling with substance use disorders and people who wanted help finding a way out. So that's what brought me here, and um, it's been a wild, wild journey. Let me bring in for a moment a stronger chord. Sure. Because uh, as you're mentioning your involvement mm-hmm. in stronger chord, you and I and Dana and and I know what the stronger chord sure. is. But sure. for the sake of the audience that doesn't know what the stronger sure. chord Tell us what you do and how that uh, we that connect up with, with the, yeah the stronger cord. We're a, a, you know we're basically trying to unite America with wellness. That we've become too isolated and divided from one another. And whether we live in a mission mansion, Main Street, we're black, white, brown, does not matter. We need in America today to build stronger cord to one another. Why not with wellness? So we have. We come together, we work out, we hang out, and then on the weekends we go do community service. So it's all about becoming more fit, connected, and giving. And we reach out to agencies that are serving the isolated, vulnerable, and displaced, thus reached out to the Denver Rescue Mission and trying to help uh, these guys who are on the comeback trail from addiction. And then so that led to uh, a guy one day as I was leading devotion down there at the Denver Rescue Mission uh, and I was imploring these guys to embrace fitness to their recovery. The stronger we are physically, the stronger we're going to be mentally. And he said, when in the bleep are we going to start working out? So I was looking for a gym, and Phoenix Multisport was three blocks up the street. And now Phoenix um, Multisport's become a wonderful partner, but a stronger cord. We have three sites around the city, northeast Denver, downtown Denver, and in, the, in south Denver. And we're looking to expand even further. Just trying to unite America with wellness, and we love working with Phoenix Multisport. So that brings everything together in terms of what you're doing, what you're doing, Mark. Give us an overview of Phoenix Multisport. Sure. So Phoenix is a nonprofit organization. We are a sober, active community for people who are in recovery and those who choose to live sober. We offer classes like boxing, yoga, CrossFit, strength training. We do some outdoor activities like road and mountain biking, 
hiking, family trips, camping. There really is just such a list of opportunities and, and activities that we try to get people involved in. And again, it's about the social connection. Health and wellness is the foundation of what we do where, you know, fitness is a big part of it and we like to get out and be active, but it's really about building those connections. So on the days when I'm struggling, I know who to call. I can call somebody I work with or somebody who is part of Phoenix Multisport who is also in recovery and can kind of help me to maintain my sobriety on the days that that get particularly tough because I think we all go through that. One of the things that really struck me as I looked at your website, which is uh, phoenixmultisport.org, is how to understand addicts, if you can sum it up in that statement. I'm not sure you can, but I like this uh, quote that you have on your website from Russell Brand. The mentality and behavior of drug addicts and alcoholics is wholly irrational until you understand that they are completely powerless over their addiction, and unless they have structured help, they have no hope. Yeah, I think um, it's it's interesting that you say that. I was talking to someone yesterday who is a family member of a person who is struggling, and I think it's difficult to understand if you haven't been in that person's shoes. The way that she was phrasing it was, you know, there's these tools, and there's these tools that can help you. Why won't you just do it? And when you're not in that position and you haven't been through it, sometimes it's hard to understand that pull. I think about now being sober for so long, the experiences of my family and and my parents in particular. You know, everything that they went through with me as an adolescent and a young adult and supporting me while I was in the criminal justice system. And it really um, has, I'm sure, just been so traumatic for them. And, And so... That trauma is at the root of it, really, for all of us. There's there's so much deep-seated trauma that goes along with substance use disorder. And I think that Phoenix is a place that allows us to release some of that, allows us to connect with other people, and really allows us to have hope again and to heal with families and together as a group. The word relationship and connection has come up a lot here, and I think that's one of the things that in the – Four years that a stronger cord's been around that we, we realize, you know, it, it starts with a workout, but the relationship building is so key because, uh, in working with the various agencies that are trying to help people crawl out of the, in the crap pot of addiction, if all you're doing is hanging around with other people coming out of addiction, it's, it's very difficult to move beyond that because we're products of our environment. And, and so that's what one of the things I just love about uh, Phoenix is that, uh, you know, there's people in there that are choose to be sober or in recovery, whatever, but they come from all different walks of life. So we're able to build a bigger social network for those who are trying to um, create a new life and, and, and everything. And I think that's just one of the things that's critical, I think, for anybody out there that might be themselves or a family member is to try to – you need new friends. <laughs> you need to hang out with other people other than – that maybe you're in the same predicament and challenge because it's hard. It's very yeah. difficult. Tell us how uh, Phoenix Multisport does that. Uh, has a safe environment. How uh, you build a whole kind of new social order. Yeah, that's exactly what we pride ourselves on: is really being a safe and welcoming and nurturing environment. We say that if it's not safe and not nurturing, it's just not welcome here. 
Uh, so we, we do have some community standards that we ask people to abide by, including some basics like watching their language. You know, we, we don't tolerate anything that is offensive just because we want people to feel safe. Uh, we also have, you know, particularly in the gym, being here in the Denver chapter, uh, we don't have a lot of mirrors. We're not, you know, taking our shirts off and flexing in the mirrors. It's, it's really, it's really not that kind of a gym. Uh, instead, we design workouts that are partner workouts, that are group workouts, and they get you talking to the person next to you so that you come in and you may be lifting a barbell, but it's not really about how much you can lift and, and what that barbell weighs. It's about the person standing next to you. And, and the two of you start talking. And what's always been fascinating to me about Phoenix Multisport is that we're not living in the past. We're not talking about our drug of choice and our war stories and what we used to do and and the tragedies. We're talking about the barbell and and how to do this lift and and full hip extension. And and we're talking about all of these other um, phrases and all of this different terminology and, and we get to know each other. And then we exchange phone numbers. And then on the weekend when I'm bored and looking for something to do and and maybe feel a little bit isolated, I know who to call. I can call that person who did that workout with me. Now, when you say exchange phone numbers, I I gather this isn't a live-in facility. No, no, it's not. Uh, Is there a membership? Is there, is there a process where you accept people or you, you don't accept people, that kind of thing? The only requirement for participation is 48 hours of continuous sobriety. So once a person has that initial 48 hours, all of our activities are free. So everything that I mentioned from yoga to CrossFit, all of that is free. And what's important is that it's free throughout the life course. So this is long term. After 20 years of sobriety, a person can still come in and participate in a strength training or a boxing class and get the same support that a person does at two days of sobriety. And it's amazing to watch, um, like the guys in the New Life Program, the Denver Rescue Mission, and we'll first introduce them to Phoenix through a stronger cord, and and they, you know, they're just lighting up like a Christmas tree. They're, you know, they they love the exercise, they love the camaraderie, and then they find out it's free. I can come back. Mm-hmm. We have open gym from four to six every day, mm-hmm. and I can come back and and so yeah, we go pick them up at the crossing and bring them down there and just. And we keep encouraging them. This is a wonderful place for you to be hanging out because the crossing where they're all living in the new life program, it's, it's, it's a great facility and all that. But again, it, you can get mired in that muck. Mm-hmm. And so to get out of that environment and, and get to another place and it's free and it's accessible and it's welcoming is, a, you know, a, a breath of fresh air, a light of hope, whatever you want to call it, for people and, on the comeback trail. And if you are in a facility like uh, what you just described, life, you, you have to at some point enter life uh, and have the self-disciplines that you've developed through whatever facility or through, through whatever contact and the discipline of keep keeping those new associations so this would be a, a great way for anybody who has resumed life to uh, make sure that the associations they have developed are in place, but also 
to kind of refresh those as time goes on. Yeah, that's exactly why we partner with other agencies in the community. We work with criminal justice agencies, treatment centers, programs like A Stronger Cord, and the reason really is because we want to help bridge those gaps. For me, coming from the criminal justice system, I understand what reentry is like, and and sometimes that's the most difficult period. You you receive this referral from your probation officer that tells you to go to these different places, but if you don't have a warm handoff where you're actually brought into the facility and introduced to it, it's difficult to turn that doorknob for the first time. So we have some wonderful partnerships in Colorado. We partner with Denver Adult Probation, for instance. The probation officers come into the gym and do a workout with their clients. So it really sends a different message and, you know, what the probation officers, that they're interested in their client's success, that they're not trying to reincarcerate them. They're, they're not looking for re-arrests. They're looking for people to be successful. And if that means coming in and doing a yoga class with their clients, they're all about it. We do the same thing with treatment centers so that people are able to become a part of our community before they leave treatment. So that continuing with the classes that we offer is a lot easier. When you've already been there, you know the staff, you've made friends there. And that's absolutely critical because at that very tender moment where somebody is exiting any type of treatment or incarceration, guess what? The old buddies mm-hmm. are waiting, going, hey, mm-hmm. come on, man. And, and so, you know, the ability to say no is difficult. But if you've got a whole new set of friends and a whole new spirit to yourself and you got somewhere you can go and it's free, it, it certainly helps. Absolutely. I work out, but I don't have a background of substance abuse. Is the gym out of limits for me? 48 hours of sobriety. So uh-huh. we do ask that people who are coming in regularly be committed to a sober lifestyle uh-huh. and that they are respecting our community. But it is open to anyone who is sober and uh-huh. is committed to that lifestyle. We do also have a gym in Denver called Perignum CrossFit. We offer personal training and CrossFit classes in that gym, and it's open to the public. And the powerful thing about it is that when you buy a membership at Perignum CrossFit, your membership dues go to support Phoenix Multisport, the nonprofit. So a person who is not committed to a sober lifestyle can come in, work out at a regular gym, you know, at, at a comparable price to other gyms within the area, and yet their dues are go, going to support this cause. That's a great. You should join us Wednesdays <laughs> at four o'clock See, for I, our workout. I'll get knew, you in. I knew this was. <laughs> and coming. it is kind of fun for a strong record. Then, so we work out at four o'clock under the direction of the Phoenix Multisport staff, and then we go back down to the Lawrence Street Community Center. Mm-hmm. And while the guys who are in the Next Step program of the Denver Rescue Mission, while they're having dinner, we sit there and we visit with them to begin to develop those social contacts to help them once they're coming back out. See, I knew the offer mm-hmm. would come. And, and I, I had to. And, and, <laughs> and I will. Now, uh, you you do have volunteers for your program, right? We do. We so have volunteers who are incredible and so dedicated. I was in Colorado Springs last night, and we have a largely volunteer-led program there. We have volunteers instructing CrossFit, yoga, various classes, Uh, We have the same thing in Denver. We have a workforce development program in Denver where we're helping people to get certified in both CrossFit and personal training. So 
maybe a person has has come from uh, a background where they're struggling with substance use disorder. They come to Phoenix Multisport and they develop this passion and this interest in health and wellness, and they still don't have a career path. So we have this pilot model in Denver where we're looking at ways to help people get certifications, and not only the certifications, but also the experience and the mentoring from from you know really uh, experienced coaches and educated coaches. And so a person who graduates from our workforce development program and earns a certification then volunteers with us for a few months and continues to be mentored by our staff until they either end up working for us or working at a gym within the community. I see from your website also you are in other cities. Tell us about... uh where Phoenix Multisport is. We currently have chapters in Boston, Massachusetts, Newport Beach, California, Boise, Idaho, and then in Colorado we have chapters in Denver, Colorado Springs, and Boulder. We are rapidly expanding nationally and we're so excited about it. We've piloted a model that we've found is more scalable and easier for us to replicate across the country by developing smaller, more fledgling chapters rather than starting initially with big brick-and-mortar facilities. So depending on the community, we're, we're looking at the needs of different communities and then seeing how we can help to meet those needs. Boy, I so appreciate, Mark, your introducing me to Dana and... Uh you know, your your stock keeps going up in my oh eyes. Oh, my. Mark. Dang. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, it, it, this is really, really great. Uh, you can get more information on the website, phoenixmultisport.org. And uh, I haven't heard anything like this. It's unique, isn't it? It truly is unique. It really is innovative. And, and I can't say enough how grateful I am and how honored I am to be a part of it. I also have to throw in there that if anyone wants to donate, they can do that on our website. <laughs> Scott would have not been happy with you if you didn't mention it. If I didn't throw that in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I can, you can put me down for a donation. Excellent. Okay. I will say that publicly. There you go. You know, yeah. I, I think uh, we know addiction touches all of us, um, whether we're black, white, brown, live in a mission, mansion, Main Street. And, and I just, my hat goes off to... Phoenix Multisport, they're doing a great job of uh, combating that challenge that uh, is really a, a, a major plague for our country right now. To donate and uh, for all the information on how to avail yourself or uh, somebody else who you're uh, concerned about, uh, go to phoenixmultisport.org. Dana, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And Mark McIntosh, thank you for introducing me. Hey, no problem. No problem. Dana's pretty cool. Dana, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Dana, in contrast to you. Uh, <laughs> you just said you kind of loved me. I, now you just punch me right I, in the ribs. I said the stock's going up. <laughs> Dana Smith from Phoenix Multisport and Mark McIntosh from A Stronger Chord. I'm Tom Muller, and this has been Colorado Issues.